Welcome to the Clear Cruise Podcast. My name's Andy Harmer. It's great to have your company this episode, our August episode of the Clear Cruise Podcast. Now, it has been a really busy summer for new ships and particularly for new ships in the small ship category. So we've had new additions to the worldwide fleet from Scenic, from Seabourn, from Explorer Journeys, and indeed there are more to come as new cruise lines enter this segment. Well, I caught up with Ponant's Nabil Mayard, all about the ambitious plans that Ponant has, both in the small ship sector, but also in the expedition cruise sector. Enjoy. Bill, thank you so much for talking to us today. We really appreciate it. We know it's been a busy year for everyone, but but particularly for Ponant, I think. But we'll we'll come to that in a second. But for those who don't know Ponant, tell us a little bit about them. Well, thank you, uh, Andy, and thank you, Clea, for all the work you're doing in the UK and in, in other markets. So uh, briefly, Ponant is a French cruise line. Uh, we celebrated not so long ago this year our 35th anniversary. Oh, wow. um, so that's uh, we had some champagne on on ships, so that was good. We French, uh, so we have all those uh, je ne sais quoi on board to make it French. But still, with being an international company, having more than half of our clientele coming from English-speaking markets, and in terms of ships, we like to call. Uh, our ships more boutique-sized ships. In average, it's between 150 to 200 passengers uh, on board, and we have, uh, as we speak, 13 ships on uh, on our fleet, helping us to cover pretty much the whole world uh, on a yearly basis. So, is, did you say 13 ships? Yes, 13, one free. Yes, because because I remember when I first came into the cruise market. Uh, you didn't have 13 ships then. So has there been kind of a sudden increase in the number of ships you operate? Yes. So um, I joined uh, as well uh, six years ago. When I started, we had maybe not even half of, of this. Uh, we've seen a, a big increase with the Explorer series. Uh, we got six of them between 2018 to 2020, wow. uh, which is a, a massive increase. Every every year it was uh, two ships uh, on a yearly basis. And then uh, on top of this, we had also uh, during COVID, we received local Commandant Charcot, uh, the hybrid uh, luxury icebreaker, um, and currently working on the 14th. So it's never ending, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to see. It's great to see uh, the company doing really, really well. Uh, and as you say, the majority of the new ships, I guess, are very much about expedition. Yes, yes, indeed. So, so have you? So, is that increase in the number of ships because you see the future really in that growth in expedition cruising? So definitely the, the growth is there. There are so many parts of the world that uh, are still being uh, yet to be discovered and tackled by um, the nice way huh? uh, by the, the cruise operators. Yeah. We've been around 35 years, but we, we had that expedition focus for more than 25 years. So expedition is really something that uh, we've been doing for a while. And clearly there is a big uh, trend and all our ships uh, are since the beginning created to do expeditions uh, anyway, polar or tropical expeditions. But that being said, uh, we also have our new vision, which is Explore to Inspire. And to summarize it, it's uh, it's basically on every single itinerary, 
uh, that we will have uh, by the end of 24 and beginning of 25 will have a theme. So it could be from London to Dublin through Belfast uh, uh, or, you know, all these, uh, these cities close to home. This will be with an additional theme on board. So the idea is to really, really have an enhanced experience about the destination, also about some uh, some activities that are uh, in, uh, interesting for our clients, could be yoga, geopolitics, or, or, or all of that. So in a way, we are a little bit trying to change the way of looking at cruising, giving uh, that expedition aspect on all our cruises so and that's really interesting so actually because of course your ships aren't always in the polar regions for example you have lots of voyages that aren't in the polar regions so is that is that the idea to bring a taste of expedition exploration to all of your itineraries yeah well we, we feel that thanks to the size of our ships and the expertise uh of of the crew we we have also um the desire uh, and also on on the on our side uh, from the guest point of view they have the desire to learn more and more uh, it's also a global trend uh, i would say i would imagine on the on the tourism uh, people are not just traveling to travel and 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 that's it they are traveling to uh, to experience the area to learn more about uh, about this and we are since the right beginning being created by a, a captain we want to educate uh, people on the nature so um so yes that's a that's a trend uh, that's great that's really interesting and actually you mentioned before that expedition is doing really well do you see that in all of the markets that you cover or particularly the uk or particularly in france or is it just a general tr trend no i would say that the expedition it's a general trend um so the the middle east we have uh, more and more requests uh, um so for instance but uh, clearly expedition is uh, yeah. is in the forefront of uh, of uh, yeah. what we do does that start for most of your guests with a trip to Antarctica or Arctic or is it do you kind of introduce them to the ship and the concept in different itineraries and then they go on to do something more exciting or, or how does it work? So, of course, the poles are still a key destination for us. But uh, as you were saying, we are quite lucky to be covering the whole world and to have those 13 ships allowing us to giving the possibility to discover what is an expedition cruises through yeah. uh, different itineraries, tropical expedition, Papua New Guinea, uh, the Kimberley. Uh, so uh, sometimes we do also have some partners who are not really specialists into the poles and not willing to you know, yeah. uh, make the investments needed, but they are really, really much interested by Madagascar, Seychelles, and so on. So um, this is clearly something we are lucky with uh, to, to have those two types of, uh, of expeditions. Yeah. And you mentioned some amazing destinations, one of which I've been to. So I have cruised on an expedition ship in the Kimberley. It's one of the most amazing experiences I've had. But actually, the destinations you mention kind of lend themselves to seeing it on a ship because you really get the opportunity to, to see some of these amazing destinations. So have any of these places surprised you or as you're learning about them? Have you got more and more interested in some of the tropical destinations? Oh, well, if you ask me, <laughs> I will. I, I, not, all, not every day, but almost every week, I, I discover a new place where I'm like uh, adding to my to-do list uh, <laughs> where to travel. Um, and I've been living 10 years in French Polynesia, 
Um, we also have Paul Gauguin under the Pono umbrella. And uh, being from an island, uh, I know how, how difficult sometimes it can be to travel between these different places. And yeah. being on the cruise ship is just the perfect way. So yeah, like all the Seychelles, uh, all, all these destinations, Papua New Guinea and all the Micronesia islands, uh, these are just fabulous. And being on the cruise ships makes the whole thing so much more easier and enjoyable. Yeah, you mentioned some amazing destinations now. You see, you've already got me thinking about where to go next or the bucket list. But but you mentioned the ships. Let's talk a little bit about the ships because um, these new ships that you've launched over the past six years or so, um, you mentioned the size, but tell us a bit more about the ship experience. So uh, first of all, uh, the the experience will be bilingual, French and English. So this okay. is usually the first thing that will uh, will be uh, raising uh, as a point from your client or just to, to from yourself. So it's bilingual. And then afterwards, it's more of a boutique size. So we don't have uh, casinos or, or things that a bit wider ships might have, but we do have some activities organized by the course director. And obviously during the day, it could be also some activities uh, linked to the expedition side of, uh, of our cruises. So it can be Zodiac cruising, it can be landings, it can be uh, talks also during the day on the theater uh, with our expert specialists. And during the day, the overall experience within Pono is that you, you feel at home, you feel good. Uh, within a few hours, you know pretty much the, the whole shit. So you can actually start enjoying uh, enjoying the destination and enjoying your, your, your trip. So you feel good, you feel at home, and you will learn uh, on Pono. And in terms of the dining experience, French cuisine is always notorious around the world. Is it? Do you capture that amazing cuisine on board? We do try our best. We're working <laughs> with, uh, with Mr. Alain Ducasse, the most uh, Michelin-style chef uh, in the world. He's, for instance, the chef of uh, the Dorchester in London, just to, to give oh, you wow. an idea. And uh, we're working alongside with his team to uh, to really tend uh, to to that level of uh, of food uh, on board and service as well, which is part of the the food experience. So uh, so clearly that's something we we're working a lot on. It's not going to be on the French cuisine. Uh, so yes, we do have the French influence. Uh, of course, uh, but don't worry, you won't eat uh, bœuf bourguignon <laughs> on a daily basis. So it's, it's going to be a bit more diverse than than that. Uh, listen, eating that every day sounds fine to me, but I, I take your point. It's a, it's an international audience, and presumably each sailing you'll have a real mixture of nationalities on board. Yes, yes, hundred uh, percent, and more and more from the UK. So so thank you uh, very much for for that. But uh, very much international, uh, Australians, Americans, uh, uh, from New Zealand, Germany. France, Swiss. Uh, we do have a, a new uh, team member in India. So clearly, it's uh, it's really uh, uh, international uh, clientele uh, on board. Sounds amazing. Um, in terms of um, the split, because we often hear talk about this is an expedition style ship or this is a luxury ship, but I guess Ponant kind of brings them both together. So would you describe yourself as luxury expedition? How, how Where would you put, position yourself? So, yes, it, it's going to be luxury expedition. Um, as I was saying, all our yeah. ships are created for expedition um, and all our ships are on that luxury segment. Uh, when I will, how I will describe the luxury it's not, it's going to be understated luxury. It's going to be subtile. Um, to give you a concrete example, uh, maybe our uh, barmans 
uh, won't come to you every five minutes to ask you what you want to drink, but they will, of course, remember and subtly come to you uh, when they see that you are getting close to, to, the, to the end of the drink or that you've ended it five minutes ago. They let you figure out if you want one or, or not. They yeah. won't jump to you. So it's really subtle luxury. It's really uh, understated. Uh, but yes, in, it is in that segment of uh, of uh, luxury expedition. Perfect. Thank you. Now, we should talk a little bit about sustainability. It's obviously an important part of what Ponant does. Now, your last ship you mentioned, Le Commandant Charcot, if I pronounced that correctly, that was a kind of a big step forward. So is there more to come in the sustainability space yes so uh le commandant charcot already took uh the, the the sustainability level to the to 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 another area uh hybrid icebreaker and so on but yes uh, we as you know we always want more at Ponant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we are driven uh by novelty and also by making the whole industry uh better so the next uh, ship the 14th uh, ship is going to be a, a selling ship uh, and the aim is to have a zero carbon emission ship uh, that will be the first uh, of the industry. Um, the aim is to uh, have it uh, by 2027, 2028. Um, so uh, clearly uh, being uh, the first in the market and uh, always uh, respecting, uh, uh, I would say, the, um, the how, how can I phrase that? The way Ponant does things. So yeah. we like to be the first ones. We like to innovate. We like to change uh, the industry and this is clearly uh, the next step for us. Because clearly as a brand you've, you've invested a lot in technology so Le Commandant Charcot for example she's also a bit of a research ship so she does some of that work so we will see more of that for the next ship. Yes we, we have uh, so, the, so the first year we had a lot of scientists on board yeah. uh, we are not the one selecting them we receive some uh, some apply, uh, application and then yeah. we, we give those we, we go through these applications with some external experts and then we select uh, the scientists the first year we had uh, quite a lot of uh, french uh, scientists on board but from the second year a lot of scientists in the whole world started to talk about uh, how amazing this uh, opportunity uh, are uh, is yeah. uh, it's a free opportunity for them uh, we provide also some uh, labs uh, a wet and a, and a dry one so it's amazing for the scientists and since then we have uh, a large large diversity in terms of uh, of nationalities we do have and did have some um, some uk uh, scientists on board also from the us australia germans uh, Japanese and so on. So, so yes, that's uh, really, really exciting. Yeah, amazing, amazing project. Um, you you uh, obviously rely a lot on the travel trade, and you've always or, already mentioned the UK travel trade who really supported you. For those who don't jet sell expedition or small ship or or, or luxury cruising, what what would you say to them? So I, I would say that first of all, obviously they. They need to to take a bit of time to understand uh, the product, and we are all here to help them with that. Uh, you guys included from Clia, so you have a lot of uh, resources, mm. but also uh, honestly, all my colleagues, including myself and my team, are all like great people who are willing to tell you more about this. So uh, if you are willing to take some time, you will receive a lot of love and a lot of answers. <laughs> uh, second of all, uh, I would say that. Uh, uh, cruise uh, can also help you to find new clients. Uh, and, and if you start looking at a small cruise ship, boutique, expedition, these are the kind of words that will help you to 
potentially increase your database, potentially increase your clientele, which is something uh, obviously I'm sure you they would want to 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 yeah. know. And last but not least, uh, cruises uh, is by itself uh, a great uh, um, way of traveling, but it can be easily combined. So it can be combined with rail, it can be combined with safaris. Um, so it, don't think. Uh, uh, cruises by sometimes just its yeah. own, but think about a larger voyage, uh, going to, I don't know, Australia for a month. Why not including a cruise inside it? Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. Uh, you mentioned your UK team. So if, if anyone's listening who would like to get in touch with you, there's, there, there is a full team there and how, how else can they get in touch with you? So we do, uh, we do have Vladislav Savelyev, who is in charge of South, uh, South UK, uh, below Birmingham. It's large regions for us yeah <laughs> and then for up north including both islands we have danny giles uh who looks after uh after these regions uh, and i'm still uh, around also for uh, for greater london uh, they can contact us uh, through our uh, main reservation team if they want so they go online uh, and they check uh, for for us and we do have also a facebook group on which uh, they can uh, easily find us it's called uh, pono uk and island trade uh, travel agent uh, so uh, i will invite them to to, uh, join this uh, group that has been created about a year ago and we have now more than a thousand members already Brilliant. uh so uh join join the forces <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nabil it's fascinating talking to you congratulations on everything that you've built uh particularly in the uk over the last six years uh thank you very much for sharing your expertise uh, and we'll chat with you again soon thank you very much thank you andy thank you clear and thank you all guys bye and that's just about all we have time for this month. A huge thanks to my special guest, Nabil. And if you are interested in the expedition cruise segment, or indeed the small ship segment, or indeed any aspect of cruise, head to cruising.org where you'll find a wealth of information plus listings of our forthcoming uh, webinars and in-person events. But for now, thank you for listening. We'll see you again very soon.